At City of Hope, its innovative treatments for cancer and groundbreaking research have saved millions of lives all over the world. This is City of Hope Radio with your host, Melanie Cole. The aggressive pursuit to discover better ways to help patients now, not years from now, places City of Hope among the leaders worldwide in the administration of clinical trials. My guest today is Dr. John Zaya. He's professor and chair in the Department of Virology and director of the General Clinical Research Center at City of Hope. Welcome to the show, Dr. Zaya. Tell us what are clinical trials. Clinical trials are a test of whether a new treatment uh, is safe and whether it works. Basically, two kinds. There are those that are we call therapeutic. That is, the intent of these uh, uh, trials is to see whether the treatment is better. So is the outcome, is the cure uh, better than the standard therapy? The other is uh, non-therapeutic. We call them non-therapeutic, in which you're just trying to find out a better way to um, uh, manage a patient. That is, uh, have better diets for the patient. Better, ex- you know, whether exercise programs are better for a patient. Uh, whether a diagnostic test is better, that is, can you actually determine whether a person is uh, at a low-risk group or a high-risk group if they come in with a, a new diagnosis. So, the, so the, in summary, you have a therapeutic trial and a non-therapeutic trial. When we look at the different types of clinical trials, prevention or screening and detection, are these all parts of it from prevention of a particular disease all the way through quality of life and in the treatment realm? Yes, they they involve all the the full spectrum. That's how do you uh, assess a patient when they on the first day that you see them. That is how do you determine, you know, how to can you categorize them into a person that's going to do really well and therefore does not need as aggressive treatment, or a patient that is going to need more aggressive treatment all the way through the process um, to the end, and then you assess what has this done to their their quality of life. So, what would be the benefits? to being involved in a clinical trial, what patients would be interested in getting involved? That's a difficult question. And the reason I say that is that certain of our trials are the first time a, a new treatment has ever been used in that patient. And it's usually for a an illness for which existing treatment just doesn't usually work. Um, and when we do that, it's so experimental that it may be what we call a first-in-human trial. And we have several first-in-human type of trials here, which means that we don't know what's going to happen. We're really doing this to see if it's safe. And we tell the person that we cannot expect a benefit. Many of the other trials, though, are in phase two and phase three, we call it. So once you're out of that first phase, we call it a phase two to see how good a new treatment is, and then phase Three is when how good it is compared to a, the existing alternative. When you get to that part of the trial, and I'm talking, of course, of therapeutic trials, uh, there is um, a good chance of benefit, and we we explain that that at least they'll be getting as good a benefit we think as the standard of care, or else we wouldn't be Doctors, doing the trial. Go ahead, Doctor Zia. What does it take for a clinical trial to get to the phase four? you know, to get to phase four to where it's started to be looked at by the Food and Drug Administration and approved. Yeah, so actually phase four is after it's approved, and then you're actually uh, using this approved agent. You continue to monitor uh, people who are on that treatment. How do you get to an approved drug is what you're really saying. That is a 
a multi-million dollar question. And I say that because it takes so long uh, for the safety trials to be completed and for the trials to determine what's the best dose of a new treatment. Um, and then the, the large population studies that when you're actually comparing these to standard of care, that it, would, it usually takes between five and ten years to get a new agent. There are accelerated programs for certain illnesses for which there's absolutely no uh, treatment, uh, no successful treatment. Um, but except for those accelerated pathways through the FDA, it can take between five and ten years. What's a protocol? How, how do people assure themselves, if they're interested in getting involved in a clinical trial, about the safety and efficacy of a clinical trial? Okay, so the safety of a clinical trial is vested in the, what we call the protocol. The protocol is actually just the description of what will be done to the patient while they're on the trial, but it's, it's minutely detailed so that we know everything that could pop. We try to anticipate all kinds of problems, even if there's side effects. You know, if there's a certain kind of a side effect, we say, if that were to happen, then you decrease the dose by so much. Um, and if the patient feels sick before the next treatment is given, you delay the treatment until the patient gets over whatever the problem is. Uh, we make sure that they have their white count is, is the right level if the treatment is something that would reduce the level of their white, white blood cell count. So the safety of the trial is is in the correctness of the protocol and in the ability to follow the protocol um, correctly. And I say that only because when you go to the doctor normally, the doctor is looking after you. But when you're on a clinical trial, the doctor is looking after the protocol. And he's doing that because that's the best way to protect the safety of the patient. If he gets offline and starts uh, treating off protocol, let's say, in the midst of a trial, then there could be problems. There's certainly regulatory problems that the FDA will object to, but you're not doing it like you, like you said you do it, and we approved it according to the exact way that you said you're going to do it. So for safety, we use this so-called protocol, and it's reviewed and reviewed and reviewed by multiple committees. It's reviewed by the FDA. And once it's finally set, uh, then we begin the, the, uh, the trial. You explained that so well, Dr. Zaya. What are some of the innovative trials going on right now at City of Hope? Well, the, the biggest area, I think, for innovation in cancer is cellular-type therapy. And when I say cellular, I mean you take the patient's own natural cells T-lymphocytes, which are the immune cells, or even stem cells, uh, which are the, the, the uh, parent cells for the blood and, and your immune system. And we actually take those cells, we uh, treat them in the laboratory in a certain way to make them more effective, for example, at recognizing a tumor. And so the T-cells are then taken from the patient, manipulated in the laboratory so they can recognize your tumor, and then given back to you. Um, that's one series of, of, of experiment, uh, experimental trial and treatments that we have ongoing. We have stem cell therapy to try to determine if you can genetically make an immune system that's resistant to an infection, for example, AIDS a virus. So we are currently enrolling patients who have had, they have AIDS, they've even had a lymphoma that's been successfully treated, and we now are taking their stem cells 
genetically making them resistant to the AIDS virus and then infusing them back in to see whether or not they would then not only be cured of their lymphoma but also of their uh, HIV infection. Um, there are, of course, new uh, anti-cancer agents that are uh, becoming available, um, and there's more and more of those all the time. Um, I think that what City of Hope offers is access to the latest available therapies. So we, we get those from a number of sources. We make some of them here from our own discovery, but many of them come from the outside, mostly from pharmaceutical industry. And the pharmaceutical industry, of course, is very anxious to test these new agents, but we're also very anxious to get the latest um, agents as well. So about 25% of all of our trials uh, come from the pharmaceutical industry. And this gives us access then to agents that uh, have great promise. And that is a major reason, I would say, why you should come to City of Hope with your cancer, because you then have access to these kind of agents. And how does one get more information about joining a clinical trial at City of Hope? There's two ways, I would say. There's the um, City of Hope website, which is cityofhope.org. And when you go to that website, um, there is a, um, a number of things you can go to, but you can go to how to find your doctor, but there's also um, research at City of Hope. And you can then look up clinical trials online, we call it. It has both a Spanish and an English um, version. And, and you can then put in the type of illness you have, lymphoma, breast cancer, you know, lung cancer, and see what kind of clinical trials we have. Or you can just call the new patient office. The new patient services uh, is at, is at 800-1-800-826-4673. That's 1-800-826-4673. And, and at that office, they can... Um, direct you to the right place for your particular problem. Thank you so much, Dr. John Zaya. You're listening to City of Hope Radio. For more information on clinical trials at City of Hope, you can go to cityofhope.org. That's cityofhope.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.